Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Falling in love is the best feeling in the world. You see stars, you feel giddy, but sometimes that makes you do crazy things. And sometimes that means murder. Just because a story starts out with Once Upon a Time doesn't mean it ends happily ever after. Welcome to Crazy in Love, a production of KT Studios and iHeartRadio. Today's guests are true crime producer Stephanie Lidecker, Queen of the Con executive producer Aliza Rosen, and host of Queen of the Con, Jonathan Walton. Queen of the Con can be found wherever you get your podcasts and on Instagram at Queen of the Con. There you'll find updates, visuals, and teases for the upcoming second season. Episode 24, The Case of the Newlyweds, The Email, and The Husband Who Fell Too Hard. Kalispell, Montana is a country town known as the gateway to the majestic Glacier National Park in the heart of the Rocky Mountains. With a population of just 20,000 people, the community is tight. It's the kind of place where you can ask your neighbor to watch your kid or water your plants. At 22, Jordan Graham made a nice life for herself. She worked as a babysitter and volunteered at the local animal shelter. 
But something was missing. Jordan yearned for a romantic connection with someone who understood her. She went on plenty of dates with guys, but no one seemed right. That all changed one Sunday after church when Jordan and her friends were at a Taco Bell. It was there that she first saw Cody Johnson. Soon after, at a Halloween party, they were formally introduced. Four years her senior, Cody was mature and smart. He was also fun and loved a good time. While he attended church, he also enjoyed watching NASCAR and drinking beer. But perhaps his biggest passion was fixing and driving cars. Anyone who knew Cody knew he had a need for speed. Despite their differences, friends thought Cody and Jordan balanced each other out. They both loved children and couldn't wait to be parents, and Cody was quickly smitten with Jordan. He often told friends that she was the one. On June 29, 2013, the couple tied the knot. After the ceremony, Jordan and Cody took to the dance floor to dance to a customized wedding song that Jordan had written herself. She hired a local singer to perform it for her new husband. Some of the lyrics, quote, You help me to climb higher for a better view. You're my safe place to fall. You never let me go. Here's Stephanie. So by all accounts, this couple seemed very excited to get married. They were happy and in love. And as with all of our stories, it starts really nicely. In December 2012, Jordan posted a picture of her beautiful new diamond ring saying he proposed. And that was it. It was the best Christmas present ever. They also seemed like they sort of made each other better people. Again, according to friends, Jordan got Cody to go to church and Cody helped break her out of her shell. Yeah. And while their close friends and family understand the connection, people in Kalispell were shocked. Cody was known as this outgoing and fun guy. And Jordan was enigmatic at best. She was shy. She was standoffish. And she often answered questions with simple one-worded answers, which, you know, silent rivers run deep. And that's always a red flag for me. I don't like, I avoid people like Jordan, but you know, what did Cody see in her? Everyone wondered, and I wonder too. But again, when two people are alone, you don't know what's happening. Maybe they had a great something. And sometimes opposites attract, right? Most times opposites attract, I think. I see a striking similarity right off the bat with this woman to the con artist who scammed me out of close to $100,000 by pretending she was an Irish heiress for four years. And we did a podcast about it called Queen of the Con, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, they both presented themselves, my con artist and Jordan certainly, as you know, not who they were. I mean, in the final analysis, it doesn't seem like Jordan really was excited to marry him, and yet she was kind of pretending that she was, and she did. And look, that's kind of what we always seem to circle the wagon about, right? It's sort of looking at the very early days of a relationship when the romance is still there and the dopamine is still pumping through their veins. Everything seems so heavenly. And, you know, is there anything on its nose that we can point to to say, hmm, trouble in paradise? But seemingly not. I disagree. I think that quietness is a red flag. I think, and again, not to indict all quiet, shy people, but it seemed like a systemic thing. Like she did this with everyone. She was 
shy and one word answers and didn't want to elaborate much on things. And that makes me uneasy, especially now after having been the victim of a con artist. I don't like that kind of thing. Aliza, anything worth noting for you? Yeah, I don't think that being quiet necessarily means anything. I think that, you know, there's plenty of crazy people or psychopaths who are gregarious and plenty who are quiet. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's a red flag, but I think what it means is that we don't know who she is because she is really enigmatic to even her closest friends, it seems. While the beautiful ceremony would make it seem like the young couple had a bright future ahead of them, those who knew the pair began to see cracks. Cody's friends jokingly started bets as to how long it would take for the couple to divorce. It seemed, though, that the problems may have been one-sided. While Cody was head over heels with Jordan, she was distant. No one ever saw the couple flirt, hold hands, or kiss. It also turned out that prior to the wedding, Jordan had gotten a serious case of cold feet. She confided in her best friend and maid of honor that she wasn't sure she wanted to get married. Her friend told her that she needed to talk to Cody, advice Jordan never took. Things only got worse after the wedding. Here's Aliza. So the day after these two get married, Jordan sends a string of text messages to her friend that definitely um, fires some alarms. So one of them reads, Totally just had a meltdown. I'm completely second-guessing everything. I don't know if all of this was the right thing to do. So much happened last night. I just don't know. And then she sent another text that said, I'm just having second thoughts, and I'm really nervous about the whole sex thing. I don't think I can do it. And then after those texts, the next day, the texting went on. She continued to text her friend. She said, I cannot freaking pull myself together. I haven't stopped crying since I was married. I wish someone would have stood up and asked me what I wanted, but I can't go back and change anything. I should be happy and I'm just not. I don't feel like myself. It's just so freaking hard. I want my happy self back, but I'm a loser who can't open my mouth and say how I feel. So to me, there's like two ways that you can read those texts, right? You can either read them as a genuinely miserable person who made a massive mistake and was telling her best friend about it, or if she's more calculated and premeditated, this definitely sends breadcrumbs and a perfect paper trail to have people look back and go, well, look, she was so unhappy and who knows what was really going on in that marriage. So she pretty much accomplished both ways, but we, you know, we still don't know why. And if she is in fact calculated, it's kind of the perfect plan because it's very common for brides to have mixed feelings after the wedding because they have a come down for either from planning or the pregame chitters. We hear stories like that all the time. So it's easy to explain that away. So for her, it's the perfect alibi to be. She is really setting the stage if in fact that's the case. Right, and yeah, she's setting the stage that she's not happy and unhappy people fight. And, you know, that's a next important component in her story, if she wants to be believed, is that they were fighting. And yeah, like Elisa said, this is the perfect groundwork for that. So if you think back to the wedding, the guest at the wedding said, the whole wedding night was really strange and awkward. So Jordan was crying as she walked down the aisle, but not like, you know how you see brides cry and they're happy tears. You could just tell they're overwhelmed with just beautiful emotion. Her tears were not good tears. She wouldn't even make eye contact with Cody and she seemed miserable. 
Which is a big deal. Yeah, that's a huge tell, I would imagine, the sobbing and crying. I think she knew then and there what she had to do, what she planned to do, and she didn't want to do it. So that's her emotion kind of taking over. Like, that's my feeling. I don't like this woman at all. And now no one does. But at the time, that is a huge red flag. She shouldn't be so uh, upset on her wedding day. But while the wedding was bad, friends were surprised they ever even got that far. Prior to the wedding, she had told friends she wasn't attracted to Cody and was more interested in planning a wedding than actually being married, which... I think happens to a lot of women. It's more exciting to plan the wedding and get the dress and pick the food and do a cake tasting. That's always been my dream, going for a cake tasting. But, you know, Stephanie, what, what's your take? I think that you're exactly right. Oftentimes the, the spectacle of the event can, you know, delay problems if there are any. And maybe that could be why she was crying so so deeply is that maybe she realized she was caught up in the wedding, not the marriage. And, you know, we have heard now all of these reports regarding her her desire not to have sex with her husband. So she saved herself for marriage. NPR reported that 10% of Americans saved themselves for marriage. So that's not particularly uncommon, but maybe that was coming to a head. If she really was unable to have sex with her husband because it was for religious purposes and religious reasons. Now she's married and she still doesn't want to have sex with him. That's a big hole in her story, right? If it was for religious reasons, now they're married. So that's a good point you bring up. It, it, it doesn't hold water. Her, you know, I'm waiting to my wedding night. Well, obviously she wasn't waiting till her wedding night. That is very true. And she confessed that to her maid of honor, who was also her best friend, that even until way after their wedding, they were just not having sex. And just the idea of it made her want to freak out. The couple's problems came to a glaring halt when just nine days after the wedding, Cody failed to show up for work. It was out of character for the young man to miss work and blow off his responsibilities. So his supervisor and friend texted Jordan later that afternoon asking if Cody was okay. Jordan told him that just last night, Cody left mysteriously with some of his, quote, car buddies. She did not know who they were or where they were taking her husband. The couple's friends were confused over what happened to Cody. While Jordan told some friends they hadn't been fighting, she told others that before he left, they had in fact gotten into a fight. And the fight was so bad, Cody had scratched her. One of the biggest red flags of that, looking back, is she didn't seem concerned that her husband was missing. You know, I have a husband. If he was missing, I would be beside myself with grief and worry and crying and shouting and anger, and I would be feeling everything. But for her to be so regular and vacant even and not really emotionally responding to the fact that her husband's missing. So with Cody gone, Jordan was eating ice cream, literally skipping the happiest her friends had ever seen her. She wasn't even the one to call the cops. Cody's boss called the cops because he suspected foul play. Which always has resonated with me. And just to play devil's advocate to that, though, is it possible that maybe Jordan was in shock? Sometimes, you know, people who are experiencing some high level of trauma do things that are unexplainable. We've seen that in the Jodi Arias case. We've seen that multiple times. Is there possibly something to that, that she was just in a phase? I don't know, eating ice cream in shock. I've seen people in shock and you're like catatonic and can't do anything. 
Like when my buddy who was in the podcast, Queen of the Con, that I did about how I got conned, he found out his wife is cheating on him. He was in shock. He was catatonic. I remember that because I'd never seen anything like it. Eating ice cream and skipping? No, that's not someone in shock. That's someone covering a murder. I completely agree. That's a very random way of responding when your spouse, you mean, by the way, your new spouse, you're still newlyweds, just a few days in at this point. Also, one other quick little side note to that, the day before disappearing, Cody told friends that Jordan had this real big surprise for him, something that was very sexy and romantic. Obviously that was becoming probably a hot topic in their relationship. So that was a big deal. And they seemed, you know, the friends all thought, well, because of that, you know, things must've been getting better because they were taking this time to be together. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. There were so many inconsistencies in her story about whether they fought, did they not fight before he left, and police confronted her with those inconsistencies. First, she tells police that Cody left when she was picking up a phone charger at the home where she was babysitting earlier that day. However, that story did not match up at all to what police had heard earlier from her, which is what she had told Cody's bosses about the car buddy. So she had told his boss that some guys came to pick him up and just took him away. And she didn't know where he went or who he went with. And so then the detective who interviewed her When he was videotaping their interview, he said, I've been doing this for a long time and I can pick up things about people. I feel like you're not being honest with me. So how does Jordan react? She stares blankly at him and she just shrugs her shoulders. So you have to ask, is this indifference or disassociation or she knows she's been caught and she just is trying to figure out what to say or do, it's hard to know. Also not that dissimilar to, you know, your story as well. Yeah, I mean, my con artist, Mayor Smith, you know, she was much more brilliant a con than Jordan is turning out to be. But I think her default was blank stare. When they're caught, it's a blank stare. That was Mayor to a T. Blank stare mare. That's what they called her in high school. Kidding. That's what they should have called her. That is a very telling attribute, a blank face. In, in, in the face of a murder, in the face of your husband's dead, we're searching for a body, you know, blank face. Like, very telling. Plotting, you know, real time. Interesting. Without any solid evidence, Jordan was sent home. But the next day, the case would blow wide open. Jordan received an email from an account she'd never heard of. CarmanTony607 at gmail.com. The email read, My name is Tony. There is no bother looking for Cody anymore. He is gone. I saw your post on Twitter and thought I would email you. He had come with some buddies and met up with me on Sunday night in Columbia Falls. He was saying he needed to be with his buddies for a bit and take them for a joyride. Three of the guys came back saying they had gone for a ride in the woods somewhere and Cody got out of the car, went for a little hike, and they are positive he fell and he is dead, Jordan. I don't know who the guys were, but they took off. So call off the missing persons report. Cody is gone for sure. This email is signed, Tony S. Here's Jonathan. This is just freaking insane. It's just so preposterous. I know your husband's dead. Stop looking for him. Good luck. Like, who would send an email like that? It's so clearly a fake. This email on its face is laughable. And the fact that this is what she chose to do to put this whole thing to rest is pretty indicative that this woman, I mean, is kind of a dummy. Sorry. You know, we are left here. Friends are panicked, but Jordan's completely calm with, you know, no emotion at all, which is a dead giveaway in my book. She had to be convinced to go to the cops. Like, you know, her husband's missing. You should go to the cops in the first few hours. You know he's missing. 
that's just insane. And Jordan told police that she didn't know anyone named Tony and that the email probably meant that they could all call off their search, which is just a certain level delusional. Like police are going to stop an investigation because someone emailed them from a Gmail account. It's just so nonsensical, but I think it speaks to her desperation. And like Elisa said, her lack of criminal sophistication. She's not a pro. Later that day, Jordan wanted to organize another search for Cody. This time, she suggested they visit Kalispell National Park, a place Cody often liked to visit. The park is known for its beautiful vistas, waterfalls, and staggering cliffsides. Despite the sun setting, Jordan was adamant they needed to search immediately. So friends and family drove her the 45 minutes to the park. Once they arrived, Jordan got out of the car and wandered the parking lot before telling people she wanted to climb to a particular section on the trail. At this point, the sun had fully set, so her brother said it was too dark and dangerous. Jordan begrudgingly went home. The next day, Jordan returned to the park, and this time she acted swiftly, leading her friends down the same distinct path. At one point, Jordan climbed over a guardrail to a particularly perilous part of the mountain. Despite her friend's confusion over why Cody would have ended up in this location, or how Jordan seemed to know it, they followed her. Sure enough, they made a shocking discovery. At the bottom of the 200-foot ravine was Cody's body. Here's Eliza. I mean, how would she know where his body was? That just does not make any sense. This is a huge location, too. So, yes, there were many ways to walk or to go. She told friends that she had a, quote, feeling about it. And, you know, something also to note, friends were saying that while everybody was crying and, you know, for right for all the right reasons, sobbing over the fact that they just discovered Cody's body, she seemed rather nonchalant about it and, you know, just sort of walked away. She also just told friends that, well, now that they have a body, they could stop looking for Cody and now police could, you know, leave her alone and she can get on with her life. Just like that. So case closed. Just like any grieving wife wants. So the autopsy comes back and it's found that Cody had broken both of his arms. He had severe head trauma, and that pointed to the idea that he had most likely fallen head first. So, which also implied that he was pushed or fell rather than jumping. So police also find a black cloth near Cody's body, which they assume was the blindfold because they had heard the story that she had told people that she was going to surprise him and blindfolded him for this grand surprise that she was telling people at church she was going to give him that night. So how did Jordan react to all of this? The same way she always did, very oddly. You know, it was reported that she was always very quiet and shy, as we discussed. However, during the funeral, which is, you know, frankly, kind of appalling, she was seen texting on her phone Again, showing either a complete lack of empathy or maybe that's a sign that there's shock involved. But it was at this point that her best friend, who was also her maid of honor, had to really take a good look at her and come to the realization that it's possible her her best friend murdered her husband. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
best hiding places in plain sight. I think that's what became clear to everyone too little, too late. You know, if only they could have intervened earlier, like, you know, get away from this woman. She's crazy. But, you know, no one assumed she would do what she did. How could you? She was telling the sex story to everybody and their brother, including her own father, or there was no boundaries on the story. Some things we kind of keep private. And, you know, she did disclose many texts in kind of laying the groundwork for this to happen. Well, she also never went into detail about what the surprise was. So there was really no story there. Like, you're going to surprise someone by bringing them up to the top of the mountain and blindfolding them. What are you showing them? What are you giving them? She really had no good backup story to even explain the blindfold or how he fell off that cliff. You bring up a very good point because that is what one would assume, right? That there was maybe a, a terrible accident that happens. That's where it would happen. That has happened before. That wouldn't be completely outlandish and then would justify some of her emotion in the following days, etc. But no, she again went ahead and wasted everybody's time, wasted resources, you know, tormented his family, really had no shame in her game in terms of just throwing him under the bus, even in his name. Oh, he's out partying or drinking or this, that, and another thing. Yeah, it's hard to imagine that level of callousness. You know, she's a murderer, and I don't think she was a happy murderer. I don't think she was a little girl dreaming one day I'll wake up and be a murderer. I just think she saw an opportunity. She saw means to an ends, and she, you know, reluctantly, it would seem, took it. But she did it and tried to cover it up. And yeah, I think she's a murderer. As Cody Johnson was being buried, the police were working hard to find his killer. They started by tracing the cryptic email from Tony. It turned out the server in which the email was sent was located at Jordan's stepfather's house. Additionally, the police now had cell phone records which showed Jody and Cody had both been at the park the day he disappeared. Finally, they tracked down surveillance from the National Park. The video showed Jordan and Cody driving in, but only Jordan driving out. It was enough to get a warrant for the new bride's arrest. Take a listen to some of her interview with police. I'm feeling that we waited a little bit longer and got married. I wasn't feeling like a black car, but he said I could just put a blindfold on it. He said I could just put it on, take a step, but I wouldn't even fall. And it kept going through my head that, you know, you are going to fall or something. And then we were arguing some more. And he went to grab my arm and my jacket, and I said, no, I'm going to defend myself. So I said, I want to go, and I pushed, and he went over. And I believe in that interview, she's not admitting that she killed him. She's admitting, you know, it's an accident. Yeah, because at one point she even forcefully pushes back and says something to the effect of, I absolutely did not intend for this to happen. That wasn't my intention. We got into a fight and I pushed and he fell, um, which you got into a fight and he's wearing a blindfold and you're on a cliff. Let's stop here for another break. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. At first, Jordan acts like she always did. She's cold and she's distant. And she tells the police the same story about the car buddies, how they came to the house and picked him up. She didn't know where he was going. But then police present her with a mountain of evidence against her. So she starts breaking down and crying. Finally, some emotion. Too little, too late, Jordan. Yeah, because she's caught now, you know? Now she knows they know that she knows that they know that she knows that they know that she knows. Figure that one out. So Jordan's story continues to evolve during the interrogation. She first tells police that Cody bet her that he could walk the trail blindfolded, um, which is just... Really? That, that's a weird bet. You put on the blindfold for a surprise and he's betting, oh, I bet I could walk it blindfolded. Okay. Then she says, 
because of that bet, that caused an argument, that caused a fight. And then he scratched her in the fight. And she got, you know, after receiving the shock of the scratch, she pushed him and he fell. However, she eventually revealed the truth that she blindfolded him herself, led him to the edge and pushed him from behind, which her explanation was, you know, they were fighting and she reacted and pushed. She didn't know he would fall. She didn't intend to push him off a cliff is what she said. And I guess nobody was buying it. Five months later, the brunette widow sat in court pleading not guilty to murder. However, four days into the trial, Jordan shocked the court when she changed her plea to guilty, accepting a charge of second-degree murder. The plea deal meant she would avoid potentially being convicted of first-degree murder, which had a much harsher sentence. On March 27, 2014, Jordan was sentenced to 30 years in prison. The thing that sticks out to me in all of the news coverage that I read about this case, when the, when the trial started, everyone reported Jordan sitting in court expressionless. Expressionless. As the, you know, Cody's mother's on the stand, tearfully recounting, you know, uh, hearing that her son had died and what it like any normal human being would have been crying. Anyone who was not the murderer would have been crying, but she sat there expressionless. So that's a very big giveaway. Um, the jury's watching, you know, the jury's watching how you react to people saying these horrible, e emotional, tragic things. And if you just have a blank stare, that just makes you look guilty as hell. So yeah, she, you know, she started the trial saying she wasn't guilty. After a bunch of testimony from like 30 or 40 people, she changed her plea and pled guilty and, you know, sentenced her to 30 years, should have given her life. Yeah, well, I was reading that she actually appealed because part of her plea agreement of pleading guilty to second degree murder was that she wouldn't get such a long sentence, but they basically gave her 30 years, which she could have gotten for first degree murder. So, you know, I, I'm sure her appeal got denied because that was 2015. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals filed a formal mandate in the case of Jordan Graham on February 17th, 2016. This mandate affirmed the court's decision to deny Jordan's request for a shorter prison sentence. I think when you're sort of in the true crime game and we do a lot of these types of podcasts, everything from murder to con artists and everything in between, you know, you spend so much time thinking about motivation and theories and the, the why and the how and the clues and the mystery and all that is what we all love about it because that's what makes it so interesting. But I think that we always have to remember in the end that a young man lost his life. He was tragically killed. I mean, he was murdered and she did it, his wife. And so whatever happened, whatever the reason, whatever was going on, it's still not justification for a murder. And there's a family that has now been without their son for eight years and counting and they'll never get him back. And Ultimately, it's a real tragedy because it could have been prevented. And your podcast is called Crazy in Love. And I think ultimately, love shouldn't make you crazy. Obsession makes you crazy. Stalking makes you crazy. Love should not make you crazy. Love should be a beautiful thing. And what happened here was never love, clearly. And it's just really a really awful, sad tragedy. If you haven't listened to Queen of the Con yet, all the episodes are available wherever you get your podcasts. There are 10 episodes. It's a wild, twisty, fun ride. 
And you can also follow us on Instagram at Queen of the Con. There are updates, there are visuals from the podcast that are great to, when you're hearing something to get the visual to go along with it. And there's also updates on the case that we will be doing. And hopefully soon you'll be looking for Queen of the Con in other forms. And of course, a second season in the works of the podcast. It's an excellent, excellent podcast. And it's beautifully produced and having colleagues on this show, honestly, we can't thank you enough. You guys. Thank you guys, yeah. If you're curious about how a reasonably intelligent guy like myself can get conned out of $100,000 by a woman, and I'm a gay man, uh, check out Queen of the Con. You know, if you've never met a professional con artist, then you don't know what the tricks are. I unpack all the tricks. They are insane. Queen of the Con, anywhere you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Queen of the Con. Shameless plug. If you're enjoying Crazy in Love, leave us a review. Season three of the Piketon Massacre, Return to Pike County is in the works. We want to hear from you for the upcoming season. Do you have a story to tell, a connection to Pike County, or is there another case local to Pike County that you can't let go of? Please email info at kt-studios.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at kt underscore studios. Crazy in Love is produced by Stephanie Lidecker, Jeff Shane, Chris Graves, and me, Courtney Armstrong. Editing and sound design by Jeff Twa. Crazy in Love is a production of iHeartRadio and KT Studios. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Stay safe, lovers. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 